When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 50th episode of Kimi and the Bird. I'm Taylor. I'm Kimi. And in this episode, we're going to be chatting about the last 12 books we've read. We'll talk about which books have been our favorite, play some wed, bed, and behead, and do some would you rather. As well, we're going to be answering some epic questions all of our lovely followers ask us online and choose our gift card winner. Things might get explicit, so beware. Also, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Just in case. And now, on to the show. Now, for context, the last 12 books we've read are The Legend of Holly Claws, Defy the Night, Heartless, Only a Monster, A Magic Steeped in Poison, Crave, The Love Hypothesis, The Kiss of Deception, The Spanish Love Deception, Blood and Moonlight, It Happened One Summer, and Violet Made of Thorns. So, those are going to be mainly the books we're discussing tonight and possibly the ones we might spoil. So, like we said, spoiler alert. Yeah, and this time I didn't make a noise, so like, really beware. (laughs) All of a sudden people are like, you guys didn't make the noise. It doesn't count. (laughs) We weren't warned. So honestly, I kind of forgot that we read all of these. And I'm kind of proud of myself for reading that many books. That's 12 books. Because I have a super short attention span right now. (laughs) Now, Kami, based out of these 12 books, Mm -hmm. what have been your top three? Your Your favorite ones to read. Okay, ready for this? I got this. Love Hypo... No, this is not an order. This is just of how I'm reading them. Oh, okay. Okay. Love Hypothesis, Heartless, Only Monster. Interesting. So if you had to put them in order of one, two, three, like one is the best, three is still good. It's just third. See? Okay. Top of the list automatically is going to be Heartless. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I kind of, I'm like, ooh, where to pull life love hypothesis versus only monster? Because Nick was really hot. True. But then my Korean actor. Yes. Who you kept imagining as Adam Carlson. Oh my gosh, he's so attractive. I love him. Um, So it's like, mm, what do you, like, who's more attractive? I love how that's like the thing that gets <laughs> me though. <laughs> the determiner. Because story-wise, I think flow, the flow of the plot felt better in love, love Hypothesis, but I liked the content more in Only a Monster. Mm. So for now, I will say Love Hypothesis over Only a Monster because that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling very contemporary rom-com. That's fair. That might switch tomorrow. <laughs> you never know. We like to switch things up on you guys. Yeah, my c- opinions are not solid unless I'm talking about certain things, which can also change. I'm not a consistent person. What about you, Jay? <laughs> my top three favorite reads out of these 12. Well, number one, Heartless. Oh my I, I mean, Jess is probably oh. going to be number one throughout the night for me. Like, if ever there's going to be a ranking, Jess is going to be number one. What about Nick? Well, and that's the thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my second favorite read. Okay, this is actually tricky because, so like you, I'm debating between two. I know which two. Wait, I, wait, do you? Kiss of Deception and Only a Monster. Yeah, you literally nailed it. Those were literally the two debating between. Because Kiss of Deception had such a good plot twist. It took me off guard. I read it late at night. I had to go back. <laughs> I had to 
Agreed. Yeah. But then only Monster I really liked too because like you said, I felt like the concept was super original and really fun to read and I liked the fast-paced aspect and I would definitely check out the sequel. So I think right now, like Amy said, this could change in the future. You know, if you gave me some cake and some money, I might change my answers. (laughs) (laughs) Cake is also, is a great bribe. So I think I'm going to go one as Heartless. Two as the kiss of deception. Ooh. And three as only a monster. But I will say Nick and only monster is really hot. Oh my gosh. She describes him so well. Like, it's not even just like, she doesn't like go super into his his description. Yeah. It's just like kind of, they're honestly kind of vague, but they make him sound really attractive. And I think it's like his righteousness. But like his, his, his one track righteousness. Yes. You know, it's not like righteousness in all things. Like, no, this is the one way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is that attractive? It's kind of like being closed-minded. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But in a hot way. <laughs> what? <laughs> it doesn't work, but it does. Well, it shouldn't work, but it does. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. But just for funsies, which one of these books out of these 12 surprised you the most? Mm. 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 Those are some appreciative <laughs> grunts. <laughs> I'm going to say The Legend of Holly Claus. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. Because honestly, I was not expecting much from this book. It was recommended to us. And I personally, when I'm like in a holiday season kind of feel, I don't actually read a book about it. That's like just like, pertaining to the season. Yeah. Mm. Like that's just not my vibe. Like I'll just watch Harry Potter every holiday. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Because it entails all of them. Um, but this one really got me in the Christmas mood. Like, it had a nice flow. Like, there was this great storytelling aspect to it that you just don't see in books nowadays. Like, it legitimately spread. I think that's one of the only ones that actually reached a five on our ranking list. Yeah, I think it did go past a five. I think it was pretty close to a six, if I remember right. Yeah, like, I think that's honestly out of all of these books, except for Heartless, because Heartless is Heartless. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's like our second highest rating on this list. I think so. Yeah. And that surprised me. Yeah. Like you said, The Legend of Holly Claus had that very classic feel to it. Like one of those old timey books that you traditionally read once a year. You know, it really did have that aspect and quality to it. That was super fun to read. What was yours? Which which one surprised you? Which book surprised me? Hmm. I mean... It happened one summer, surprised me because of the sex. <laughs> there, was so, there was more sex in that one than in freaking eroticas that I've read. It's true. And it was more graphic, too. Yeah, it was It was descriptive. And I was like, damn, this is what goes for contemporary these days. Yeah, I was like, okay, I know these people quite intimately now. I was like, in uh, ways I did not expect. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know much about you except for your sexual preferences. <laughs> I think one that surprised me as well with The Legend of Holly Claus was probably Defy the Night because that one had a really good oh. plot twist as well that I did mm. not see coming. I did not see that one coming either. And because we didn't know much about that book going into it either. Um, we just thought, oh, it's a new release. And we, I think we read the synopsis and we were intrigued enough by it to read it. And so for it to kind of have that kicker was a surprise to me. I did not see it coming. Yeah, I mean, we went on about this plot twist in our discussion episode. 
And I could still do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I could list out the exact same reasons and more now. Yeah. Because I've thought about it. <laughs> because it's been marinating in my head. Because I didn't just finish the book two hours ago. When, you know, right before Taylor and I discussed starting to record. Yeah, we usually finish books right before we record the episodes reviewing them. Yeah, see, Tay does it like a day before. I do it hours before. Kami comes over. I'm like, when did you finish this? She was like, two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, almost every single time. Hey, if it works, it's just really fresh on your mind. It is. Yeah. It works for me. Yeah. Because I'm a procrastinator. For this next section, I was thinking we could play some wed, bed, and behead. So the first question is, since it's the end of the summer, we're going to start out with our more summery contemporary romances. So, Kami, who would you wed, bed, or behead out of Adam Carlson from The Love Hypothesis, Aaron Blackford from The Spanish Love Deception, or Brendan Taggart from It Happened One Summer? This is easy. Oh, this you know. Easy. Oh, it's not easy. Oh. <laughs> I just remembered one thing. What was the one thing? What's the oh, determiner? They all call... Okay. The word baby has come into play. Both Brendan and Aaron use it. And I hate it so freaking much. Jamie does not like that term of endearment. No, it's not a term of endearment. It's creepy and I hate it. Okay, I'm going to wet Adam. Okay. Because I get the professor thing. I literally, we did not get the professor thing until the love hypothesis. And we're like, you know what? I understand it now. I get it. He has like a nice Spanish home. Like he's going to get tenure. Like he's stable. (laughs) That's a man. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Mike, Korean actor, also love him. Wedding Adam. The Korean actor definitely influenced this decision. It influences everything. At all times, whenever it comes to this book. Um, oh, mm, eh, okay, fine. I'm going to bed Aaron reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this over with. <laughs> and I'll behead Brendan. Oh. For the reason of Brendan is much more aggressive in his sexual activities. And True. that's just not my thing. Um, Both of them use baby and I hate that. So I'll just put in earplugs. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> what? Why? And then he'll mouth it, but I can't understand mouthing, so it'll be okay. That's true. I would used to try to mouth things to Kami in high school, and she'd be like, "What?" And I'm like, and she's like, "What?" And that's so funny because sometimes the kid next to me would get it, and he would have to like translate for me. He'd be like, "Kami, she's saying, can we go now?" <laughs> He only did it, like, once, but I was like, can you do it again? (laughs) That was actually really helpful. (laughs) But then it was, like, a secret conversation. We're supposed to be. That's true. But if a translator is required, then a translator is required. Yeah. What about you, Tay? Who would you wed, bed, or behead? Ooh, wed, bed, or behead. I think I would wed Adam because, like you said, he's very consistent. He's very stable. And also, he pays for your food. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a big thing. That is a big thing. Because I like food, (laughs) and I also need it to live. (laughs) So it's kind of a necessity. And I think I I would do the same as you. I think I would bed Aaron Blackford, and I would behead Brendan. Brendan, it's nothing personal. I just don't think we would have chemistry. 
I think things would actually be pretty awkward between me and him because I wouldn't take his kind of like more mean side as banter. I would just be hurt by it. Mm. But with Aaron, I think we could have like, oh, some banter, like office banter. <laughs> like the office banter? <laughs> Did you put my stapler in jello? Well, jello. Did you like it? <laughs> So the next question is to do the girls from the summary uh, contemporary. So we have Olive from the life love hypothesis, the life opposite. Uh, don't know what I'm saying. Sorry. Olive from the love hypothesis, Catalina from the Spanish love deception and Piper from it happened one summer. This, this one's one, kind of trickier. This one is trickier. I don't actually want to wed any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I choose divorce? <laughs> Because here's my thing. Olive isn't a true overthinker, so that would really bug me. Um, Catalina has something annoying about her, too. I just don't remember what it is. Piper is okay, but she's too high maintenance for me. You know? Like, Brendan, like, the whole thing with Brendan was great because he was like, you know what? I like maintaining you, right? Yeah. That was adorable. I can't do that. No. 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 But, I mean, Olive also has good things about her. True. You know? She's cute. Biology. True. We have the same taste in drinks. True. Catalina and I are both Latin, so I'd understand her relatives, and I'd be like, girl, I got you. Mm, You go first. Okay, I think what I would do, I think I would wed Catalina. Ooh. Which, yeah, I think Catalina kind of has, like, the brightness and passion that could keep a relationship going. And could keep it feeling fresh and new and still very romantic. Then I think I would... Oh, who would I bed, though? <laughs> and then, Okay, I think I would bed Olive. Because Olive's got the smarts. She's smart and she's spunky and she gets people out of their shell. And then I think I would behead Piper because I just think we're a little too different. Mm. It's not like we're in an opposite attracts thing. Like, I hate shopping. She loves shopping. She'd be like, come shop with me. I'd be like, I'd rather die. (laughs) No, thank you. So I think there'd be a bit difficulty there. That's interesting. Um, I think I'd actually wed Olive. Oh, you want that PhD. Um, She's going to be a scientist. And again, I'm very attracted to a stable income. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, she's also really cute. And I mean, like. Going and getting caught, like going to Starbucks and just getting things and talking. Just so, it's just like a really cute thing, like going on campus and stuff. True. I think I would bed Piper simply because she's really good at the whole one time thing. She like is. Like just making it about sex. <laughs> and like that's exactly what you want in just like a one time thing. That's what you want in a bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's it. That's the only reason. And so then I just have to kill Catalina. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> you. <laughs> now for our second question, we'll do some of our fantasy reads. Who would you wed better behead out of Cork from Defy the Night, Raph from The Kiss of Deception, or Cyrus from Violet Made of Thorns? Okay, why is this hard? Honestly, I was thinking, I was like, this is a little difficult. <laughs> okay, I think I would wed Raph. Because mm. he is dedicated. He is. That's true. And, like, he traveled across countries 
for the girl he loved. And I think it was a country, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's not overplay him. <laughs> and he offered himself up as a prisoner, which was pretty romantic and cute, and it made my heart race. So I think I'd wed him. Mm-hmm. I, th- oh, who would I bed though? This is not a question I have very often. <laughs> I think I would bed Cyrus from Violet Made of Thorns because mm. from the makeouts in that book, he knows what he's doing. He does. And I would like to be on the receiving end of that. Then I I would, of course, behead, well, like the only option left, I would behead Korok from Defy the Night. Because I think Korok has some things he needs to work through. Mm. And um, I I don't think I can be there for that. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'm going to go in a similar direction for different reasons, though. Ooh, I'm intrigued. I would wed Raph simply because his kingdom is the least likely to be taken over in its current state of the of all those books. Stability. I'm very attracted to it. <laughs> like, Defy the Night, like, Cork is like, he doesn't have a ton of power right now. Like, people are coming after him. Cyrus... Like, he also doesn't have things under control. His kingdom's kind of in trouble. Like, Raph is the only one where his kingdom isn't, like, you know, almost about to be taken over. Like, everyone could die at once at any time. Yeah. <laughs> so, for that reason, I'll marry Raph. And, yeah, Cork. I think I'm going to kill Cork because of that one scene where he was like, take her to my bedroom. And then everyone was like, oh. He implied that he was going to... Do not nice things to her. Yes. And I was like, mm, you didn't have to, though. No. You really didn't. You so. could have snuck her out, dude. You, Yeah. I mean, like, you're in the second highest position of power. Mm-hmm. The plot twist is good, but for that reason, I'm going to have to kill him. So that just kind of leaves Cyrus to bed. Now, the third question is we're going to choose between some of the ladies in these books now. So who would you wed better be head out of Kath from Heartless, Violet from Violet Made of Thorns, or Grace from Crave? You know what? This one's a lot easier than I thought it would be. Oh. I'm going to wed Kath. Before she got her heart ripped out or after? Either or. Oh. Either or. You love all sides of her. No. Oh, never (laughs) (laughs) Here's my thinking. Grace is a bit too wishy-washy for me. I couldn't deal with it. (laughs) Violet is very cynical, which I would relate to, but that also kind of makes her a little bit selfish. And I need someone to be selfless for me. (laughs) There can only be one selfish one in this relationship, and it's me. Exactly. (laughs) So with Kath, I at least get a kingdom with it, you know? True. A kingdom where she rules by fear, yes, but she rules with an iron fist. And you get baked goodies. And I get baked goodies. Also, it kind of sounds really dope to live there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, in Wonderland, you could be killed by the Jabberwocky, but guess who you have at your side? The Queen of Hearts. Exactly. You know what? I got this. Um, That means I would probably bed Violet. Because, again, she's so much into herself. Which also, I mean, I get why. But it also means no feelings, no strings attached. Mm. Okay? So that means I'd have to be out of grace. 
Oh, sorry, Grace. Sorry. Good thing is, is that Grace comes from like vampires and stuff, so she could probably come back to life. That is not what I would choose. But what would you choose? <laughs> I would also wed Kath. Uh, Before or after? I mean, I don't know if we really get a choice in that department. That's true. I w- I would love her and then rule steadfastly at her side, even if she was a little mean to me. But you would take it personally. I would, but but also I would take it silently because that's just kind of what I do. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then I would bed Violet. Because with Violet, I just don't trust Violet. Yeah, that's no, the thing. If I married Violet, she'd, she would be trying to, she'd probably kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, She literally did that to Cyrus. Yeah. And so, like, what's to keep her from killing me? Nothing. <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> and then I would behead Grace, which, sorry, Grace, it's nothing personal, mm. even though it is actually kind of personal. It, it like, these are is. our choices. Like, you're, we're decapitating her. Like, we're not even just, like, killing her. Like, not even just, like, slowly poisoning. Like, head off, Marie Antoinette, guillotine. Just because behead rhymes. Or axe, like Ned Stark. May he rest in peace. Sorry, dude. I love how you haven't even seen the show, and yet you still referenced (laughs) his death. That's because Game of Thrones clips have been popping up on my YouTube. And I watched the scene, and I was like, is that how he died? (laughs) Can you come back from that? Just for your information, we did a spoiler alert. That's true. And also, Game of Thrones has been out for quite a while now. Yeah, so like, whatever. <laughs> now for our final question. Aww. And yeah, I, I put this together because I thought it'd be the hardest. It is the hardest. The hardest one. So who would you wed, bed, or behead out of Jess from Heartless, mm. Nick from Only a Monster, mm. and Jackson from Crave? Actually, I got it. I think I have the same one. But you go first. <laughs> I'm going to marry Jess. Because it's Jess. I love him. One, he's charming. He's playful. He's He he gets like a little bit jealous in like a really attractive way. He can put on a performance. And I'm like, I'm attracted to a man who can put on a performance. <laughs> A.K.A. why I like K-pop. I love him so much. And he was just so, so straightforward with his feelings. I just, I like that man. He just, he just, ha- he has a hold of my heart. And makes me heartless. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait. It's hitting hard. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Nick, because he just sounds so hot. <laughs> we go- I swear we talk about Nick all the time. But she's like the black hair, the single track mindedness. The but like that one scene after like when they're in like their evening gowns and like he sounds really attractive in his tux and like the the forced proximity of like, oh, my dagger to your throat kind of moment. I was like, that's it. It's you. I bet you. <laughs> So that would mean that I would have to kill Jackson. But he's a vampire, so he'd probably survive. Though, to be honest with you, I'm not as attracted to Jackson as I am to Jester Nick. But it doesn't mean that he's a bad person. Guy, vampire, dude. What about you? I have literally the exact same picks. (laughs) And let me tell you, hearing you describe each one reignited my passion for (laughs) him. Guys, I love Jess so much. (laughs) 
Every time I talk about Jess, my voice goes higher, but that's because I really love him because of everything you said. You know, like he's confident and playful and teasing and sweet and thoughtful and like, but also he does kind of have that mysterious side to him where it's like, ooh, what game is he actually playing? But then he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. Like he's a really good person and I really love him. And anyways, before I go too far. And then I would bed Nick. Guys, there's just something about like a man who knows what he's about. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he's like righteous, the fact that he has like a morality. (laughs) (laughs) Like he knows what's right or wrong or what's right or wrong to him. And like he really sincerely believes it. And also his tragic backstory, like he is the ultimate hero. And he is hot. And then Jackson, like you said, it's not that I don't like Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's not why I'm beheading him. Jackson's great. He's a vampire. He has a fun personality. He can be brought out of his shell. He drinks blood. <laughs> <laughs> but just Jest and Nick have such a hold on Okay, Jest in particular. Not to demote Nick, but Jest has such a hold on my heart. Nothing's. There's very few things that could make me not choose Jest. What's the thing that can make you not choose Jess? I literally can't think of one. But okay, okay. Well, like, let me pose you this. No, don't. I can sense what's coming. <laughs> I know exactly who you're going to choose. <laughs> Am I going to choose Tay? You're going to choose Wrath, Khalid, and Jess. <laughs> I was. <laughs> no. I can't choose. Kill me. Behead me. I will take the fall. <laughs> I know who I choose. Out of those three? Yeah. You would choose Jess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if you posed me the same question with my beloved. Oh. That's true. Oh, Park. Oh, Jess. Oh. Like, who are you going to, out of those two, who are you going to choose out of those two? Exactly. <laughs> wait, that was like, I literally cannot though. <laughs> I was literally me. I'm like, wait, this is like, this is torture. Like I'd sacrifice myself. Yeah, literally like behead me. Again, we put a lot of our heart into this. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our would you rather section. (laughs) I like how you laughed that for the evil laughter. I know theater performance yeah <laughs> you got it from just i was gonna do, do direction oh but i didn't think of the word quickly enough oh well so this section is going to be our most spoilery spoilers section. so like beware spoiler 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 alert that's your that's your sound effect it was so great now there's no excuse now you really can't blame us. Also, I okay, I feel bad because I did a Game of Thrones spoiler before. So this is the spoiler alert for literally anything. We could pull anything into play right now. We really could. I could spoil The Sixth Sense. Yeah. I could spoil Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Everything is free reign. So like, spoil, like if you hear us mention something, we're probably going to spoil it. So the, our first would you rather question is, would you rather have your heart frozen by a disgusting Rasputin-like villain, <laughs> like in The Legend of Holly Claws, 
or willingly have your heart ripped out just to secure justice for your loved one, like in Heartless. Dude, I'd have my heart ripped out. If it was for Jess, I'd do it in a second. Oh, for even if it wasn't for Jess. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't need to be for anyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but like when I imagined that scene in my head, it was like dramatic. It was theatrical. It was movie-esque. I was like, I could be that role. <laughs> I could be that person. Yeah. Also, I don't want to deal with Rasputin. Like, ew. Oh my goodness, Rasputin. Guys. The villain, literally, in Legend of Holocaust is just like Rasputin from Anastasia. We say it all the time. And he is disturbing. He, like, in my head, he smells like a goat. And he hurts animals. That, too. And so for that alone, he has earned my eternal wrath. Wow, the way I said that was so not intimidating, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which would you choose? Uh, I would probably have my heart ripped out. <laughs> Which, out of context, sounds terrible. If it was for Jest, I'd do it for Jest. If it was for a loved one, I would do it for a loved one. And also, I would not want to have to deal with Rasputin. No. Actually, I love the song. The Just Dance of it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would not want to battle him. No, you just would creep me out. Just be like, ew, like, go shower. <laughs> Get on with your life. You're sta- You're in a cave for like 300 years, bro. Actually yeah. longer. Yeah. Like the scope of time. Ew. Move on. Now, would you rather be led to believe that your best friend is dead like in Defy the Night, only to discover that your best friend is alive, or wrongfully believe that the assassin you are falling in love with is actually a prince like in The Kiss of Deception? Actually, wrongfully believing the assassin you are falling in love with is actually a prince is actually a win. Yeah, it kind of is. So I would choose that one. Yeah, I would too. Because if I found out you were dead, I'd be really sad. I literally was about to say, if I found out that you were dead, but that then you faked it, I would be so happy, but a little pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be like, I mean, honestly, I can see myself doing that, but I can't see you doing that. So I can't even like imagine the emotions I would feel. <laughs> Like, I'd be sad that you died, but then if you, like, came back, I don't know what I would feel because I just can't see you doing that. <laughs> I would just be like, bro, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> what about you, though? Same, same, same thing. Like, same thing. Falling in love with the prince. Mm, though, I gotta say, there's something about an assassin. But then also turning out, like, for the person you fell in love with to turn out to not be a person who's meant to kill you, like, that's a pretty good deal. Well, I mean, but the sexual tension between the assassin that's true yeah that's the whole thing with nick and joan i'm supposed to kill you but i can't yeah something inside of me is preventing me Mm -hmm. from doing my duty Mm -hmm. it sounds like i'm talking about poop (laughs) yeah i mean a prince comes with more responsibility but um i'd be really sad if you died oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) okay i would be in despair if you died yeah i'd just be like a little, like, not even a little bit empty. It'd be, like, a lot of empty. I would be emptied empty. I'd be hollow. And then you'd come back, and then it'd be like, I mourned you. <laughs> Do you know how much cake I ate after your funeral? <laughs> <laughs> now, question three. Would you rather convince your family that you're fake dating a coworker, like in the Spanish love deception, or be sent off to a fishing town to learn a lesson, like in It Happened One Summer? See, this is hard because, one, 
I don't even like telling my family that I have a crush on someone. That started from the age of seven. So to convince them I was fake dating someone is just completely out of my comfort zone. Mm. But the thing about a fishing town is that you have to know how to swim, which I do not know. And you also have to like fish, which I do not. So I'd just be miserable the entire time. You'd be the weak link. (laughs) But see, if I was like Piper in that I'd only have to stay there for three months and then go back to a super rich lifestyle, that'd change things. True. Okay, not gonna lie. I don't think it'd be hard to convince my family I was fake dating someone because I think they would just be rejoiced that I was dating someone. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't think that would be hard. So I think I would choose the fake dating because it's an adventure. But being sent off to a fishing town, it's not that I don't want to go to a fishing town, but it's just not my vibe. Not your vibe. It's definitely not mine. (laughs) Literally, you could not survive. I would not survive there. Uh, For that reason, I'm probably going to have to go with fake dating. But, like, I'm really dreading that. (laughs) As if it's going to happen. I really don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't. My family's judgy. Now, would you rather be charged with killing the prince, who you maybe love, like Violet in Violet Made of Thorns, or be charged with killing the righteous hero who slays monsters like an only monster? Why is it that when we voice it, it becomes super hard? I swear oh, when I, I read know it, it, I oh, know, you know it. Oh, you I go, you go. The righteous hero, because then people aren't going to come after me. You would kill the righteous hero. Oh, but wait, it's Nick. I can't kill Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no, you go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I would choose. <sighs> What's more moral? Is it moral to kill someone you love? Or to kill the person meant to save the world. Okay, well, to be fair, she also loved the hero. Yes, Joan did. But I mean, it might you could get away with killing the prince if his people didn't like him. You know, politics. And also, it's like, you maybe love the prince. Yeah, like, that was not clear. <laughs> so, I think I would kill the prince I maybe love. <laughs> because there's enough wiggle room. Or it's like, do I love him? Do I hate him? He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why I don't want to kill the prince. Because if the people like him, then they come after me for his assassination. Because it was politically driven, most likely. But if they didn't like him, then I'd be the savior. Ooh. Kind of depends on how he's ruling. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on his reputation. (laughs) Like, my my affection for him doesn't matter. (laughs) I gotta know about those statistics first. <laughs> but killing, see, you say killing the righteous hero. Like, if it was anyone other than Nick, I probably could do it. Yeah. But if it was Nick, then I couldn't do it. No, and it's Nick. It's from Only a Monster. Oh, so I'm gonna kill the prince. <laughs> <laughs> that prince has no chance. Now for our final would you rather question. Would you rather have a vampire boyfriend like in Crave? Or would you rather fake date a professor? A love hypothesis? Exactly. Um, I think I know my answer. I think I know yours too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? You're going to fake date that I, professor. I absolutely <laughs> would. From my experience in reading and watching Vampire Academy, Twilight, Vampire Diaries, 
They're just so high maintenance. They really are. It's just like, oh, you need blood all the time. Oh, you can't be out in the daylight. Oh, no, you're going to sparkle. Oh, no, you have weird family politics. <laughs> I, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. With a professor, I get tenure. I get cute homes. I get, I get, I get the status of dating a professor. Okay, that you do get status. You okay? do get status. Like the wife of a professor, they're like, "Oh, come on in for your health care." <laughs> do they really? <laughs> that's what I'm assuming what happens, at least in the Ivies. So that's I'm that's what I'm going with. What are you going with? I'm also gonna go with fake dating a professor because I'm not the biggest fan of vampires. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they can just eat me at any time. <laughs> Like, at one point, if they get a little too grumpy and their cravings get a little too strong, like, I'm dead. You know? Like, it's it's just too much living on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would fake date a professor because, I mean, there's really no downside. There really isn't. So, Kami, about for the last... Almost a week or so, I believe, we've been hosting a challenge on Instagram. Yes. For our followers to ask us, get to know us questions. Ooh. And whichever question we like best gets a $25 Barnes & Noble gift card. Ooh. So this is big stakes. Now, we asked everyone to ask the wonkiest, weirdest, most curious questions. And let me tell you, everyone delivered. Everyone did fabulously on this challenge. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> These questions have made me laugh so hard, and they've also made me think a lot. That's good. So everyone, A++ to everyone who participated. Thank you for participating. And I'm kind of tempted to read these to you because I want to see your blind reaction. Okay, do it. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. So our first question is, it is from at Aubrey underscore Handley. What color would you use to best describe each other? So Taylor about Kami and vice versa. And why? Oh my gosh, we already know this. We already know. This is exactly why I chose this question. <laughs> this has already been a debate. No, this literally, this came up in this past month, actually. Um, I always say that Taylor would be an emerald green. Just because that just fits her vibe, you know? Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but Taylor's just like an emerald green. Like, she could pass off for, like, other colors, but, like, emerald green is just, like, you. You know? Thanks. Yeah, Taylor gets upset if anyone else um, says anything else about me, about the color that she thinks that I am. Okay, Kami is one color, one color only. Kami is pastel pink. And to anyone who says she's anything <laughs> else, they know nothing. <laughs> Kami is pastel pink. I, don't think, I can't even explain it. It is just instinct. And people all the time are like, no, Kami's like a like a dark purple or maroon or like a dark pink. I'm like, what? <laughs> dark pink? She is not dark pink, okay? She, she is passed out pink. I don't know if you, you even accept that. Oh no, I I def, I think my I think I am pastel pink. Oh, okay. I think like my deepest, like I feel like if you first meet me, I'm probably a darker color. But like once you like actually get to know like me, like you get through all my levels, like I'm a video game. <laughs> At the boss, you'll find I'm a pastel pink. Now, at, and also I'm, I'm sorry if I pronounce any of these years' names wrong. At Sakshi underscore Lende asked, if you were a bowl of spaghetti, how many strands of spaghetti would you consist of? 83. 
Wait, I like how serious that was. Like the contempt- <laughs> contemplative plot. It wasn't like, oh, like this question took me off guard or anything. <laughs> you just instantly went into spaghetti mode. Here's the thing, Taylor. There is that felt weird. I don't usually typically use your full name. That's true, you don't. I don't know why I felt the need to do that. You were in professional mode after the spaghetti. I was. It takes a lot for a question to throw me off. Like, it really does. Because I ask myself very weird questions. So, no, this one didn't really throw me off very much. And it would be 83. 83. That's an impressive and it'd be number. angel hair. It's always angel hair. It's gotta be angel hair. And I would have meatballs. Oh, definitely. That's not even a question. And it would be homemade marinara sauce. Oh. Okay. None of that store-bought crap. (laughs) Thank you. How many would you eat? I think I would be just one big noodle. (laughs) Oh, so you could slurp it all up. But like a massive noodle. Like how big? Like diameter talking. Diameter like five inches. Just one huge noodle. And... And because the noodle is so big, it'd have to be stuffed with something like maybe a little ricotta cheese oh. or like some sauce, some sauce on the lining. I don't know. Oh, some meat sauce. But I kind of like the idea of just, just being one plate and just a huge noodle on it. Honestly, that's really satisfying. You slurp it all up just in one go. Yeah. Yeah. Just- oh. <laughs> that slurp sound was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> now, at con underscore reads asked... If you were forced to bathe in a condiment, which would you choose to bathe in? And would your answer change if it was a shower instead? Hmm. I don't know. You, <gasps> you go first. Know? I know exactly which I would. Which, I don't know if my choice is a sauce or a condiment. Alfredo? No, never. <laughs> Alfredo himself? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do Alfredo sauce. The garlic, you would smell like garlic for years. Even your bones and your grave would smell like garlic. (laughs) I would choose. Because, okay, the logic is is that the condiment has to taste good. And the texture can't be disgusting. So no relish. Relish? Oh my gosh, you're thinking relish? You're thinking relish? No, I thought of it and I was like, I was like, okay, condiments. And I was like, hot dog. And I went, ketchup, mustard, relish. And I was like, oh no, not relish. And, And, you know, like, I like ketchup. I like mustard, but I wouldn't want to be bathed in it. But a sauce that I could be bathed in is teriyaki sauce. (laughs) (laughs) So there's my answer. What is a condiment? Exactly. I will look it up. Okay, thank you. Right now. So like some condiments are like hot sauce, sriracha, honey. Wait, honey is considered a condiment? Ooh. Ranch aioli, olive oil, olive oil. Ooh. Final answer. Oh my! <laughs> Wait, you're really <laughs> you're. I've never seen you more convi- like certain of something in my life. Olive oil, because it would help your skin. It help my skin. I feel so Greek. Oh, dang! Yeah, no olive oil for sure. Olive oil, it is. Olive oil, like that is my answer. I didn't even know that was considered a condiment. Um, for my purpose, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it into a condiment. 
Now, at art.by.gracie asked, what's your biggest pet peeve about book protagonists and or supporting characters? When they're reckless for no reason. I mean, I don't know if this is like my main one, but that's the one I've thought of off the top of my head. And it's like when they're when they're just doing something stupid without like an actual reason behind it. Mm. Yeah, actually, my pet peeve is the same. My pet peeve is just motivation. Mm-hmm. If a character doesn't have motivation, like okay, if a character has motivation, I will stick it with. I will stick with them for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, we got to get to this country. We got to do this one thing. Like I am in it, on it. Like go for it. But as soon as a character doesn't really know what they're doing or what they want or why they want what they want, then I'm like, but then what what are we doing here? Reading? (laughs) (laughs) Existing within 26 letters? No, I dare say. Now, at Julianne Nureim said, A brutal alien invasion has started. Which six book characters are you choosing to make your Avengers squad? Am I trying to live or die? Live. Okay. <laughs> Brecker. That was literally my first choice. Oh my gosh, same. <laughs> I was like, if anyone's going to get us through this, it's him. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Fictional. What, what, what was the, what, like, just fictional characters? Which six book characters? Oh, damn. I was going to choose Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but he's not me. Like, he's not me a character. He's a person. Oh, but just like... <laughs> Just Tom Cruise himself. (laughs) When I say Tom Cruise, I just mean his characters. Like, I don't. His characters don't actually have names. They're just Tom Cruise. (laughs) I think I would choose Kaz Brecker from Six of Crows. I think I'd also enlist Jude from The Cruel Prince because she's crafty and scrappy. I also kind of want to take Nova from Renegades with me. Oh my me. gosh, I was just thinking about <gasps> oh that. Are you serious? Because yeah. she's so inventive and she takes charge of things and she she's proactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want that on my side. You know, I was actually just thinking Elias from An Ember in the Ashes. Oh, you. <laughs> one thing that Kami has told me about Elias is that he's capable. <laughs> That's like the main word she's used. Taylor, Elias is capable. He's competent. <laughs> he's competent. That's attractive. So yeah, I'd choose him. I think I would also add one of the Hawthorne boys from the Inheritance Games. Ooh. I think I would probably choose Alexander. Oh, for sure. Because again, he's super smart and he's upbeat. He would keep up morale. You know what? I'm going to choose Jace Herondale. <laughs> for his sass one to keep me entertained two because he can actually fight that's true he can fight yeah, yeah. that's handy yeah yeah I would also choose Jem from <laughs> the Infernal Devices that's only so you can look at him <laughs> because I have to fall in love with someone during the apocalypse <laughs> do I choose a character that I want to see die and be a sacrifice yeah, let's let's both choose our let's have our final picks be the weak link. Like oh, the, the person link? who would go first. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. I Bella Swan. She's the weak she would die. She's, she's the, the weak link. <laughs> she's the virgin sacrifice. Oh, I'll choose Wrath because I want something to look at and also he's a demon from hell. Not be, he's a prince <laughs> from <laughs> hell, like and even an upgrade from demon. So like powers <laughs> <laughs> and hot bod. <laughs> 
at Brooke underscore Stutzman asked, would you rather be cursed to have to rip out every page you read <gasps> or every time you try to read, coffee gets spilled on your book? <gasps> That's a terrible question. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> I would tear out every page because you can fix binding, but you can't fix water damage. I would actually do the opposite. Oh. I would choose coffee because ripping out every page is consistent, but coffee doesn't say like every time, like every page you read, you get coffee spilled on. It could just be like a one-time thing per book. Yeah, but water damage. Like how much coffee are we talking? Yeah, is it Venta? <laughs> venti? What's it called? Trenta? Or is it a tall? Is it a grande? Is it a venti? <laughs> so if it's just like a little bit, okay, fine coffee but if it's like a full cup of coffee i'm going with ripping every page out because i've seen water damage i work at a library you've seen everything i have at stephanie wells 1982 asked if you can make your own ice cream flavor what would be in it and what would it be called i actually already know because i invented my own flavor when i was like 13 at cold stone what is it i would call it the truffle shuffle off of Goonies, based off Goonies. And it would have chocolate ice cream with Oreos, cookie dough, and brownies smashed into it. And that makes up the truffle shuffle. Ooh, yeah. that's sexy. Give that to Ben and Jerry's and get profits off of it. This is going to sound really gross. But I kind of want to try a mint chocolate pretzel with cherry. Ooh, I love the idea of, of pretzel with mint chocolate. I like how you don't mention the cherry. Well, no, not, not to disrespect the cherry, but like, I don't like cherries. I will say that. But I like the idea. What would you name it? Um, Mint cherry crunch. <laughs> mint cherry crunch it is. Now, at I am Elena.b asked, when was the last time, this is very specific, when is the when was the last time you binge ate Cheetos in a hotel room? Never. I actually don't like Cheetos. I adore Cheetos and it's an issue. <laughs> but you've never eaten them in a hotel Not room. Not in a hotel room. In a tent? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in my room? In the woods? At a park. But not a hotel room. Oh. Bucket I list. <laughs> I literally love Cheetos, though. Like, it, it's, like, it's an issue. Honestly, I think my body's starting to reject them. <laughs> because now they don't taste the same as they did, like, three years ago. Oh, maybe like, they're made differently now? No, I think my body's just like, can you stop eating this? This is going to start tasting bad to you now because you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> At underscore Megan underscore asked, would you rather grow a millimeter every time you find someone attractive, including in books, and you never shrink back to normal height, or every time you sneeze, you're transported somewhere random on Earth? Could be in the middle of the ocean. Maybe you sneezed while in the shower. Now you're in the streets of Tokyo naked with soap all over. Which one would you choose? You go first. I would grow every time I found someone attractive because the thing with sneezes is that you don't sneeze all the time. And so wherever you're stuck, you're probably going to be there for a bit. And also, a millimeter actually isn't a lot. But I also do find a lot of people attractive. So I could grow fast, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I would still choose grow because 
I wouldn't mind getting taller. There's something about being tall. I wouldn't mind getting taller. I think I have a complex about liking being shorter than people because it makes me feel small and safe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I like the height where I'm at because I can reach things in cabinets, but I'm still short enough that, like, I could be considered short sometimes. Like, I'm at a good good place right now. So it's not ideal that I would become taller. But I also can't sneeze and just be transported anywhere on Earth. Because two-thirds of the Earth is water and I can't swim, so I would die. Well, that's true. That would be really bad for you. (laughs) That would be really bad for me. Like, the whole being naked part isn't, like, actually a deterrent. (laughs) But, like, the being in the ocean, like, I'd die. Like, it wouldn't be life of pie out there. I would die. (laughs) At S underscore Doc Hale underscore asked, If you were both booked, what kind of binding and cover design would you choose to have on display? Example, Easton Press style binding, very loot exclusive type of covers, regular paperback with the Netflix show design, etc. I want to have thicker pages hmm. because then the binding wouldn't be able to fall out as easily. Hmm. Um, I would be a standard size so as not to annoy people with regular size bookshelves. <laughs> I would want to have a cover that um has like embellishments you know mm-hmm. like maybe something that's embossed and raised yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just add some texture <laughs> some shine some shine um i i want a cool font that's almost cursive but not quite mm. and let's see final thing ooh, ooh 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 i want the color of like the book when you take the cover off to be blue Oh, interesting. So, like, under the dust jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Those are my choices. What are yours? I don't know much about binding, so I'm not, I don't know much of the terms there to describe. But if I could be a book, I would have sprayed edges. That way I could have, like, cool fan art designs on the edge of my my pages. Uh, Like you, I would want... Just a little bit of the book design to be embossed or erased because it looks really cool. It has that shine. It has like that extra little it factor that just makes it really fun to look at. And I would want a cover that is, of course, beautiful, but also unique. Like it stands out in some way, whether it's the actual design itself or maybe like the dust jacket can do something cool. Like it can be folded into a cool origami or can you know like something like that where it can kind of have a dual function Mm. or maybe like a reversible cover or maybe you know like a bunch of fan art on the on the inside of the jacket or something like that that would be the book that i would want to be at the dot bookish bunny asked what would you name your pet rock and what aesthetic would you want to give it lucy as the name? Yes. Okay. She will have pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pearls and nothing else. I would name my rock Rock or Rocky. I would definitely go for the pun. Even maybe Brock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a simple type of gal, so I think I would maybe just put like cute little eyes on him or something. Aww. I'd be like, look, oh, this no. is Brock. Lucy could go for me either pearls or overalls. Ooh, overalls, that's cute. Yeah. 
a little cute design for a little rock. I'm kind of attached to Lucy now. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where's Brock? <laughs> Why is he not here? Brock! <laughs> At beyond underscore the underscore title underscore pages asked, what is one bookish theme that the two of you will never, ever agree on? For example, dog ear slash bookmark or uh. Peta slash Gale. Uh. What is one area you cannot agree? So what's something we cannot agree on? Well, something that's not book related that we can't agree on is how to pronounce egg. It's egg. <laughs> we are not in egg country. <laughs> it is not egg. You do not say beg. No, it's okay. Beg is with this short E sound. Okay. <laughs> beg, not beg. You don't say peg for peg. You say peg. <laughs> but egg is egg. No, it's not. <laughs> But bookishly, I don't know what's something that we're at odds at. Actually, I feel like there is something, but I just can't quite remember it. I mean, you're not you're not Team Gale, right? Who's Team Gale? Oh, Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> How can I be Team Gale when I don't know who that is? <laughs> I think I was Team Gale when I was a kid, like in the first book. But then I figured out that Peter was a soft boy, and I, and I was like, yeah. Wait, as a child, you were Team Gale? I think so. I think I was. I think mostly because Liam Hemsworth played him in the movie. That's a good point. But <laughs> so, see, Taylor and I do disagree on some things. We do. We do. Just not in terms of books. Yeah, books were were pretty. We're on the same page <laughs> because, like, we take care of our books in the same way. Yeah, we do. We tend to have very similar, if not the same, book opinions. So, yeah. in that regard, we're pretty, pretty. We coincide quite often. If we ever do come across one where we do completely disagree, we'll let you know. We'll let you. <laughs> It'll be a surprise to us, even if it's ten years in the future. No. We will let you know. We'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> At Miss Ada Wilson asked, what's the weirdest non-food object you wish it were socially acceptable to lick because it would feel nice on your tongue and you wouldn't be judged? Not rocks because they have a grainy feel. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, wait, another personal? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I kind of get the Tide Pods thing. Like, they feel really nice on my fingers. <laughs> They're super, like, buoyant and just bouncy. Yeah. Wait, what would you do then? I would do dirt or sand, straight up. On your tongue? Mm-hmm. Look, let me tell you a story. Little Tay, <laughs> <laughs> little version of me in my youth, had no chill and would eat dirt. And the texture was amazing. <laughs> and so, yes, I do wish that it was still, like, kind of a thing, <laughs> like the dirt i get i just don't get the sand well the sand is just a little grainier not a little a lot <laughs> it's literally made out of granules um because the texture is so so nice how is the texture have you felt sand on your skin but it's not on your skin it's on your tongue which is worse it's wet no no it it creates so okay have you ever had icing from a cake that's like a little sugary has like the little sugar granules in it yes oh okay you wouldn't like sand (laughs) i wouldn't like sand at leah xsxs asked 
What's the strangest or most bizarre thing in your house? <laughs> you have a lot of things. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> um, oh, there's so many things. I actually have quite a few weird things in my house, too. Most of them happen to be the artwork that my parents put up. Um, in my father's bathroom, there is a small 12 by 12 painting thing of a little girl looking frightened with her big blue eyes. Wait, what? And it's right above the toilet. Is it a warning? I don't know. An omen? I don't know why it's there, but it's really weird. What the heck? <laughs> um, either that or we used to have, I don't know if we still have this. It might be in a closet somewhere, but we used to have this really big Winnie the Pooh thing where it, it had a red frame and it had Winnie the Pooh on it. Just, you know, Winnie the Pooh. And he was slightly raised so you could feel like the outline of Winnie the Pooh. And the ra- the background was like rainbow. And I was always like, why is this here? <laughs> but also, who is so dedicated to Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it was there. Um, I honestly think that's stranger than anything I have in my house. I legitimately think. <laughs> like, I, was so, I still remember. I think it also had words on it somewhere. I don't remember what the words were, though. Run. <laughs> Save yourselves while you can. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, for now, that's the strangest thing I can think of. In my house, <laughs> we really like Halloween. No, they really like decorating. We really like decorating for Halloween. And so we have- Or holidays in general. <laughs> Kami's like, they're weird all year round. <laughs> Specifically Halloween, but like, they splurge. And so we have just a room dedicated to just storing all of our Halloween things. And in that Halloween room, we have mannequins, clowns, homemade gravestones with puns, um, a, a de-stuffed teddy bear. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot mm-hmm. this de-stuffed. Where the teddy bear is big enough that you can fit a person in it. Yeah, it's one of those giant Costco ones. And yet, probably the weirdest thing I have in my house isn't Halloween related. It's something that we inherited from my my grandmother. My oh, Bernie. Bernie. I love Bernie. Oh, I love him too, but he's a little weird. <laughs> Bernie is a like a life sized stuffed dummy of a man. He's very attractive. He is very attractive. <laughs> That my great-grandmother would keep with her in her house because it would make it look like she had a man in the house because she lived alone. Mm-hmm. And she was always scared of being robbed or just, I don't, she just had a paranoia. And so she'd keep Bernie out and she would also put him in his, her car. So if she was stopped at a stoplight, people would look over and there <laughs> just be a mannequin looking at them. The thing is, is that I don't really realize it's weird until someone points it out to me. And they're like, why is there a dummy sitting in a chair looking at me in your living room? And I'm like, well, it's Bernie. <laughs> what, is that weird to you? But see, that's what's great about Taylor's house. You know, you don't know what you're going to find. And it's always an adventure. I love it here. It's haunting. Only at Halloween. <laughs> and finally, we have at Annie Last Books. What book character would you make your maid of honor slash best man slash gender neutral term at your wedding and why? 
Well, I'm not getting married, so, like, I feel like this question is moot. Hypothetically. Okay. Well, it's all hypothetical, but character can actually be your... <laughs> we take things so seriously. Yeah, we... <laughs> It'd have to be someone who could take on my family, slash take on me, slash be friends with my fiancé without being flirty. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> but if it had to be fictional, I don't know. What would you do? It would have to be some. Okay. Okay. I know who I would choose for my best man. Oh, who? I would choose Jalal. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. He was my first thought. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I would like, choose comedic relief. <laughs> <laughs> and he's friendly. Like, Jalal really has a good personality. Jalal from. Um, the Wrath and the Dawn. I feel like he'd be a good socializer, a good diffuser if there was tension, and he'd be supportive. Uh, for for Maid of Honor, though, mm, I feel like a Nova from Renegades, like, she'd get stuff done. Yeah, but she'd hate every second of it. She would hate it. It would be a sacrifice on her part. You know, I kind of want to say Piper from It Happened One Summer. She would be a good maid of honor. She'd be supportive. She'd help you with your makeup, your dress, any shopping, any wedding plan help. She's good at planning events, too. True. You know what? I think I might have to go with Piper on that because I can't think of a single other person. Dang. I never thought you'd choose Piper, but I do see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we have the hardest job because we have to choose just one of these questions one person to win this $25 gift card. And let me tell you, sorting through this these questions weren't easy. We had hundreds of comments on our post. Yeah. I narrowed those comments to 75 questions, and I realized, holy crap, this is 75 questions. There's no way we're going to be able to get through this in an episode. So I narrowed it down to 30, and then I think we've answered probably around 15. Okay, after much debate that you guys likely wouldn't have heard because I would have edited out and put some music or something. We have decided who we want to win, which question we liked best, and thus who we want to win this $25 Barnes & Noble gift card. There was much debate. There were some good questions, I'm not going to lie. I mean, so unique, so fun. Everyone really did amazing on this challenge. I've never heard these questions before in my entire life. And so props to all of you guys, and thank you all so much for participating and for commenting and for getting excited for this episode we appreciate it so much and that's what made choosing the winner so hard but we have chosen one we have and the winner is at sashki underscore lende with the question if you were a bowl of spaghetti how many strands of spaghetti would you consist of bum, bum, bum. <laughs> nicely done honestly this one i had an answer for it you surprisingly did. you did but i also thought about it i mean it had taylor's italian heritage it did like yeah, i just like the question it made me question the world who i was my palate my oh. spaghetti honestly i did think about how my answer reflected on who i was we'll be dming you for your email information so that we can get your Barnes noble gift card sent off to you and so you can have a wonderful spending book spree. Congratulations. Ow, ow. Or, you know, go to, go, 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 go to the cafe and get something nice. 
Yeah, go get yourself some mac and cheese. Oh we gosh, love the mac and so cheese good. there. It's so good. I yeah, love guys, it. It's creamy. It's so good. But, you know, like, it doesn't go too hard. Some mac and cheeses try too hard to be too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is mac mm-hmm. and cheese. Barnes & Noble has such good mac and cheese. Oh, that's good. I'd recommend it. I want it put on my gravestone mm-hmm. instead of a flower bouquet. It's just <laughs> mac and cheese. Thank you so much for joining us for a special 50th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's episode. And thank you so much for your love, listens, and support. We have just adored getting to know you all online. We've loved the conversations we've been able to share through DM, how we've been able to learn more about you all through the comments, and how we've been able to broaden our love for books through this podcast. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to like and subscribe and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi the Bird, happens.